And we are set to go, and hockey has arrived in the Sunshine State. The shot, Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Happy St. Paddy's Day to all of those that are celebrating St. Paddy's Day. I know in some parts of the country, in some parts of Bolts Nation, that that might not be possible or just we're not really having the parades or whatnot. I know I'm going to try and to at least get into the festive mood for St. Paddy's Day. Well, we are back today on today's show to discuss last night's win over Dallas in the shootout. And I'm going to do a little bit of a different recap as maybe some of you are maybe not accustomed to. Uh, Basically, what I'm going to do today is we are going to we are going to do it basically a live rewatch to some extent. Um and we are going to do, uh, so I'm picking it up right after the Stamkos goal in the third period at 1149. Uh, so if you want to maybe put the game back on, if you have the chance to, or the, the, the resources to go ahead and do that as you listen along. Um, and I just want to, I just want to, before we get into that, just to remind you that today's show is brought to you by... Locker Room, the live streaming app for all your streaming services needs. Uh, Locker Room is live audio, audio only sports talk platform, free to download and to use. You could talk to me or other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Perfect for watch parties, debates, post game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. This thing is great for anyone. Who is looking to get things started with her own content? We'll definitely be doing some, some, uh, some, some shows live from there. Whether it's watch parties during games or whatever the case may be. So uh, definitely, definitely uh, keep an eye on that. So why don't we start it up right now? Uh, yeah. So last night's game. I know I've been absent for a little bit. But we are back and we are rolling here on Locked on Lightning. And don't forget to like and subscribe to the show. Follow us wherever podcasts are available. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Lightning on Twitter and Locked on underscore Lightning on Instagram. So, yes, like I said, we are picking it up where uh, Stamco scored that, that goal to make it 3-1. And throughout the the game, the Lightning have pretty much dominated this. Um, I'm I'm a little surprised, just judging from what the first period was, just how they performed, as that... I'm surprised how close this game is. And and I think a lot of Lightning fans were shocked last night, including yours truly, that this game went to OT. The Lightning had almost 20 shots in the first period last night, which is wild to think about. You know, usually I come on here and I and I say how important it is for the Lightning 
to really get the ball rolling, and, and that's something they don't do often. Well, they did everything right in the first period and everything that would tell you that this team probably, if, if you turned off the game after the first period and went on, you know, just to assume what the the score or the outcome might have been, I think we would all assume that just judging from the frequency of shots that the that the Lightning probably would have won this game maybe 4-1, even 5-1. Uh, for the Lightning to have almost 20 shots uh, in the first period is something unheard of. It looked like at one point that Dallas, on the other hand, wasn't even going to break the five-shot mark, uh, which they did. They ended up getting sh- six shots on goal to end the first. And then it seemed like coming out of that second intermission that the tide turned drastically, not too drastically to where the Lightning lost the lead. No, uh, Dallas came out very, very, I guess, uh, patient, uh, they weren't taking a lot of big chances in the neutral zone as well on the off- offensive side of things. They kind of turned the tables on the Lightning in terms of aggressiveness, especially in front of net. Um, but only 10 shots. Dallas outshot the, the Lightning 10-7 to in the second. And really, I, this is kind of something that we have seen from the Lightning uh, dating back to past season, last season. And, and really the thing is, is that you know, and I've stressed it a lot on this show. So basically, the Lightning—they don't—they're kind of a Jekyll and Hyde team when it comes to the first period. And really, what happens is, if the Lightning don't get off to a good start in the first period, then that could potentially spell disaster down the road. Because the last thing you want your hockey team to do be doing is really kind of waiting till the first, actually the second period to really turn things on and the lightning kind of that they kind of played the dangerous game by doing that more times than not but in this game I mean they did everything right in the first period other than score multiple goals which yeah I mean they they came out of the the first period you know in the lead which is great you love to see it but I think that 20 shots or 19 shots should translate to more goals. So right now, uh, Dallas just scored with a little over two minutes left on the delayed penalty. Uh, they had they they pulled the goaltender and they just scored uh, to make it three two, and that was a goal by uh, Jamie Ben, his fifth of the season. I don't know if I mentioned it before, but that Stamkos goal that also was an assist from Victor Hedman, his twenty second uh, point of the year. And that is also his 500th career point, which is wild to think about. I mean, Victor Hedman, I, I, I mean, we'll, we'll get to that in just a little bit. But, yeah, so the Lightning are down at 3-2 at this point as we go uh, into the, the later stages of the third period here in Dallas. So Victor Hedman has really, I, I mean, I, I've said many times on this show how underrated I think he is and not not talked about as much as you would expect a guy or a defenseman of his caliber to really be spoken about I mean if you look at his 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 points and his stats from his 12 years in the league 
Victor Hedman has slowly but surely been morphing into a two-way defenseman. Uh, he's very well known for his defense and the way he could really shut things down in the neutral zone. But, it, I mean, since the postseason, I think last season or even the year before, or even 27, I, I guess 2016-2017 season in which he had 72 uh, 72 points, I still think that he has been playing a lot better since last postseason um, up until this year than those previous seasons. Yeah, the stats look a little bit different. Um, his goals total are not up to what he normally is. He's not even in double digits yet. I'm not too worried about that. I mean, you could nitpick whether you're a Lightning fan or not. You could nitpick as much as you want in terms of you know where you think Victor Hedman lies in terms of defensemen and, and, and as well as you know his offensive caliber among defensemen in the in the National Hockey League I think he's right up there you know a lot of people when they think about uh defensemen and you know their scoring output they think of John Carlson and Roman Yossi and now Kyle McCarr in, in Colorado who's incredibly electric and Quinn Hughes in Vancouver um and the the stars just scored again uh, to tie the game late. This is, I mean, we're seeing it now. The Lightning are just starting to, they, they unraveled. I mean, that's all you could really say is that the Lightning have unraveled at this point in the game, and that's because they're just giving up a ton of space in front of Vasilevsky. You know, we love to sit here and, and hopefully see, you know, Vasilevsky carry the team on his shoulders more times than not, but really that's not the case. I mean, you look at this chance on this goal, I believe that was... Uh, I can't tell who that was for for Dallas that was that scored on that. Uh, let me go back. It was Alexander Radulov. So Radulov is right in front of the net. I mean, he has just a prime scoring chance right there. And we saw Dallas do this throughout the entire Stanley Cup Finals last year. Uh, they they just were they played that 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 same setup where whether it was Jamie Benn or someone else, most times Joe Pavelski where. They would have a forward almost behind the net, and it would kind of be that give-and-go play in which they pass it to the forward down low behind the net, and then they throw it up in front to whomever is parked up in front. And the Lightning need to do a better job of that. That really falls on, on you know, I, I can't really fault Ryan McDonough on that. I think that was Andre Palat who was on the on the ice for that. But whoever the, the centerman is for the Lightning, uh, when that happens, needs to do a better job because that's a very easy goal uh, right there. And we'll get back to the action in just a little bit. But first, let's talk about one of our sponsors on today's show. You heard about them before, and that is the Locker Room app. Now, if you haven't heard of Locker Room, they are incredible. And we will be using them quite a bit on this show, hopefully in the next coming weeks as we set things up with that. So Locker Room is a free audio-only social media platform for sports fans. Start or join ongoing conversations, watch games together, react to the biggest news, rumors, and games. Talk with other sports fans, insiders, athletes, and executives in real time. Join in on conversations with me and have a chance to be featured on Locked on Lightning. Uh, how great would that be? I'll be hosting rooms, uh, hopefully... I would like to do it every week, uh, preferably during games. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. You could come through and talk with me live 
as the game is going on, and I'll be very responsive. So all you need to do is download the Locker Room app free in the iOS App Store, create a profile, link to your Twitter, and join the Locked On Lightning group. It's all set up on there. We're just a question of kind of get the ball rolling in terms of production. Uh, follow the show at LO underscore Lightning on Twitter, as well as Locked On underscore on Instagram to up to follow all the updates and as well as when we post stuff about when we're going to be having live shows. Uh, we'll be going live, like I said, on Locked Room, hopefully sooner rather than later. And then let's talk about one of the other sponsors on today's show, and that is Built Bar. We've been telling you about Built Bar. You already know about Built Bar. Built Bar has been one of our longest sponsors on Locked on Lightning for a, a long time now. And we love all the great packages and flavors that Built Bar has been sending pe- us on the show. Uh, we, so, you know, they are the best tasting protein bar on the market. Built Bar is amazing, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for the keto diet. And they have 100% chocolate on all bars. You know, if you haven't been following along, Built Bar has been doing sort of a March Madness bracket to see who is the best tasting protein bar that they have in stock. Uh, today's matchup is is Built uh, Built Puff Coconut versus Peanut Butter Built Bar. I think uh, if you've been following the show for a while now, you already know Peanut Butter uh, is going to win out for me, at least on this side. Uh, so go ahead to builtbar.com use promo code locked 15 to get 15% off your next order that is locked 15 to get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best protein bar ever all right so we are back the lightning are heading into ot and this is the frustrating thing that we have seen with this team in games past is that they get off to a good start, and they kind of, I, I would say the best way to, to describe it is that they sort of fall asleep to a certain extent uh, in the latter stages. Uh, it, it seems like for for the most part against Dallas is that they just, I don't know, they just allow that that great give-and-go setup that Dallas kind of, and Dallas is fully well aware that that works uh, against the Lightning. So not much action in this overtime period. A couple of shots here and there. Really, uh, you know, both teams combined for, if I could pull up the stat, that would be wonderful. Uh, so both teams, uh, this is not letting me, but, um, oh, here we go. So both teams combined for five shots in OT. So not a really eventful uh, overtime period here as one might, would expect with the three on three but uh so we're gonna fast forward into the latter stages of this overtime period slash just i guess just start the shootout uh so the lightning are going into the shootout and this is where the lightning will potentially well eventually if you're listening to the show by now you know already that the lightning have won the game but uh, obviously, I will discuss it as it happens. So really getting back to the Victor Hedman point that I was trying to make before is that Victor Hedman is, in my opinion, and, and you know, we hear this every year, I think, in the NBA or uh, just to keep it NHL themed or hockey themed. Every year, I think there's a very general discussion between fans 
uh, that X, player X, probably Connor McDavid or Sidney Crosby, uh, should be the Hart Trophy winners. And that's a that's kind of a, I guess, a, a good argument to make. But to kind of put it into a better perspective in terms of what I'm trying to, my point, what I'm trying to get across is that in the NBA, LeBron James, I think it's said every year that it's sort of a crime for everything he does that he doesn't win the he should win the MVP every year. Well, I I think the same could be said for Victor Hedman in terms of the Norris Trophy. I think Victor Hedman the fact that he has only won the Norris once in his career. Granted, yes, he's been in the league 12, 12 years and he's only 30 years old, so he definitely has a bunch of I want to say maybe three to five Norris trophies left in him. Um, he's probably going to win one this year. Then again, I said the same thing last year, and look what happened. We, we gave it to Roman Yossi. I really believe that he was robbed last year. I think Victor Hedman should have won, and I think that a lot of people, after it was announced that Roman Yossi, I mean, not to take anything away, as, as Dallas goes on the shot first for the uh, shootout, uh, that was just an easy goal. Uh, I don't know who that was for Dallas that looked like, I want to say Hiskaden. No, that's not Hiskaden, but uh, it looks like that's Robertson just throws one between Vasilevsky's five hole. That's just, Vasilevsky's got to block that. Um, you know, there's it, it's just with Vasilevsky, I guess we just expect him to just block everything. And of course he's, you know, he is human at the end of the day as Ross, Ross Colton Goes in for the shot. Great shot. Goes pad side uh, on the Dallas goalkeeper. Uh, goal, goaltender. I don't know why I said goalkeeper. That was weird. Uh, so now we're 1-1 in the shootout. Shootouts are tricky. I think like when it comes down to it, unless you have like a TJ Yoshi or or I guess a Connor McDavid on your, on your, in your arsenal for your team, I think it really doesn't come down to talent. I really think it comes down to just luck at that point uh, with teams as Vasilevsky just blocked Joe Pavelski's attempt. Um, yeah, I don't know how I, how to feel about the shootout. I, I just feel like the fact that it, it's just, I don't know. I feel like, especially in the playoffs, I'm glad they don't have it just because it, it really doesn't come down to skill. It just comes down to a ton of luck, and and you don't want to see games as point uh, scores. And yeah, now the Lightning are up two one, and if uh, Dallas fails to score on this one, then the Lightning do win. Um, I just I I'm not a big fan of it. I know why they have it, just to kind of make it a little bit more exciting for the not so crazy hockey fan as Vasilevsky uh, blocked the last attempt for Dallas and the Lightning take home uh, the 4-3 win in the shootout. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I'm not a big fan of the shootout. I, I just think it's more so there just to for the entertainment factor. The league obviously has to draw in new fans, and I, I guess that's the best way to do it. Um, I'm glad they don't have it in the playoffs. There are some fans that really want to see it in the playoffs, and, and I get the reason why. And most times... The, the people that are saying that are fans of teams that are not very successful in the playoffs. So that is definitely the reason why. And the Lightning improved to 19-6-2, tying the Florida Panthers at top of the Central Division. 
Uh, I'll get into the Florida Panthers in just a little bit, how great that team has been playing. I mean, I covered it on the last show, but still the fact that the, the, the Florida Panthers were here in mid-March talking about the Florida Panthers in the top of division, uh, just, you know, besides the fact, just talking talking about them in the playoff picture is a little bit eye-opening to say the least. So, uh, yeah, uh, the Lightning get the win on the road. They'll have the day off today. Uh, and then they'll be back at it tomorrow night against Chicago at home at the Amelie Arena. Um, and and just back to my little spiel about Victor Hedman that I keep getting interrupt, interrupted about. Uh, I think that, uh, and, and correction, the Lightning improved to 26-2, not 19-6-2. Uh, so Victor Hedman really should be winning the Norris Trophy if not every other year, every year. Uh, he is hands down, ha- throughout his career, I think up until maybe, you know, I think maybe three, four years into his career after that, really I think he has been the best defenseman uh, on a yearly basis. And the fact that he's only won it once is kind of a crime. Um, that's the weird thing about the National Hockey League is that they don't really, unless you're winning the Richard Trophy every year, um, it, obviously the, the, the award for most goals scored in the league, which has usually been given to Alexander Ovechkin, which I, I think eventually they'll just rename it to the Ovechkin Award. But I, I think that it, it seems as if the, the writers try to shy away from giving the same player the same award on a year-by-year basis, which... I think it it does offer a lot more diversity in terms of fans um, being able to celebrate players, diff, you know, a different player at a different award every year. But I, I think it takes away from the celebration of the current players and what abilities they have. So I I don't know. I I think I I don't know what the right answer is in terms of the voting system. Obviously, you can't change it. I think it's fine with what it is. Um, the same conversation could have been made for Connor Hellebuck uh, winning the Vezina over Andre Vasilevsky, but then again, uh, if, if you saw what Andre, uh, I mean Connor Hellebuck did in Winnipeg, I think that you know it's a little bit more understandable. He had a lot more tools, a uh, lot less tools at his disposal there in Winnipeg than obviously Andre Vasilevsky, who has or had. Uh, the best team in the league last year in front of him and has a guy like Victor Hedman. So, you know, maybe uh, having a great guy like that is in front of him as well as Ryan McDonough and crew, uh, Eric Chernak, uh, it, it does help a guy. It does hurt a guy like um, Vasilevsky. I can't talk today. I don't know what's the matter with me. But uh, we'll kind of recap. Uh, I guess we'll we'll look at the upcoming schedule actually, and and we'll discuss the Florida Panthers in just a little bit. But first, let's talk about the last of our sponsors today, and that is BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over. The NBA, college basketball, March Madness is here upon us starting tomorrow. And the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. 
Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website right now or use your telephone, your cell phone, or whatever mobile device you have, iPad, I guess, I mean, whatever you use. Uh, sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use that promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Remember to use that promo code Locked On when you make your first deposit today. Alrighty, so we're back to just wrap up the show, sort of just look towards the upcoming schedule that the Lightning have above them. So a little bit of a standings update. Uh, the Lightning are sitting atop of the division tied with their in-state rivals, the Florida Panthers, at 42 points. Uh, behind them is the Carolina Hurricanes sitting in third with 41. And a team that I never thought I would actually be saying their name right now uh, at this point in the season. Uh, at the number four spot is the Chicago Blackhawks sitting at 33 points. And on the outside, looking in, I guess, the three teams that, might have a chance of making the playoffs if they kind of pull things together as the season winds down the next couple of weeks. If they really go on a run, is Dallas, Columbus, and Nashville all sitting. Uh, Dallas and Nashville are tied for 25 points, and Columbus has 29. So I, I think out of all the teams that have a realistic chance of possibly sneaking in on th at the last moment is Columbus. Um I, I, I think Detroit, I think we could all agree that Detroit is pretty much done for the season. They haven't even reached double-digit wins uh, for the season. They only have nine, which is just, I, I guess you could say is pitiful. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it really is expected, though. But they're going to be a good team in probably, I want to say, two to three years. So keep an eye on that. So looking ahead to the Lightning schedule, they got Chicago twice to end the week, and then on Sunday, their in-state rivals, they got the Florida Panthers, 4 o'clock game at the Amelie Arena. I like that the NHL uh, has fixed uh, some of the times on these games. I guess that is just to kind of make things a little bit neater, can, uh, neater in terms of the schedule. The, the Lightning had to have some things kind of moved around for them uh, in the upcoming month or so just because of COVID um just games being canceled because of COVID. So they had to move games around and, you know, so uh, tomorrow they're playing seven o'clock against Chicago, four o'clock against Chicago again on Saturday. And then a back to back after that with Florida on Sunday, four o'clock start. So at least they got uh, 12 hours uh, between game starts between Chicago and Florida. And then they got, they're back in Dallas next week. Uh, on Tuesday and Thursday, both 8.30 starts. And then they got Carolina on Saturday at 7 o'clock. And then Columbus on the 30th to end the month uh, at home, 7 o'clock start. So really, I'm looking for the Lightning to sweep that Chicago series uh, for the month. I think that the Florida game, I hate to say it, I think the game against the Panthers is a toss-up. I, I, I just, I am... Pleasantly surprised, I guess to say the least, about how well this Florida team has been playing. Uh, I think everybody did not expect this. Maybe everybody except the players on the Panthers uh, did not expect this in our surprise. Um, so, you know, I, I, hey, I, I did ask for it when I, I, I guess we spoke in the offseason or I spoke at the beginning of the season how 
cool it would be to see an in-state rivalry uh, sort of form between these two teams. And that hasn't really happened throughout the history of these two clubs just because of the fact that it, it has been very rare that these two teams are good and competitive at the same time. Uh, most times, obviously, throughout their history, it's been the Tampa Bay Lightning who have been the big brother of the state of Florida when it comes to hockey. So maybe a little bit of uh, the turning of the tide uh, with this uh, kind of uprising in talent. Obviously, a lot of that has to do with the coaching change there in Florida. Uh, Joel Quinville uh, kind of getting his system together uh, really in full motion. It took a year uh, to really get things rolling down there. And, and really, now a lot of people, if you haven't seen already, are starting to see the the talent level especially, and, and just the brilliance, I have to say, you know, because I've always admired him as a player, and I've always said if he always, any if he played anywhere else, even if he played with the Lightning, um, he would definitely get a lot more exposure, and that is their captain, Alexander Barkov. So I'm really looking at the the two games I'm looking forward to out of any other games at the end of the, the month of March is really that Florida game on Sunday, and the following Saturday against Carolina, because I think Carolina is a very good team. Uh, they have been really injury-ridden uh, throughout this entire uh, season, and if you know if this if the standings hold up to what they are, and the Lightning finish a point ahead in first place, uh, we could be talking about you know possibly them beating up with Carolina later on if Carolina wins their first round matchup against Florida but I mean that's a long ways down the road we still have another month of hockey uh up until until the playoffs actually start so um yeah and we also got the trade deadline coming up so that's going to be interesting to see how that all shapes up uh, as things maybe the lightning will make a uh, a move who knows I I don't think they will they certainly don't have the cap space to pull one off unless they dump some some money somewhere else uh, in the trade. I don't know who they would have to give up. I, I think that really the boat has sailed on the Tyler Johnson talk uh, for possibly trading him. I, I think that at this point in the season, you don't want to be trading key guys, especially top six forwards. So that's definitely something that you know maybe the Lightning will re-examine in the offseason. Uh, whether it's making a deal that packs out or sends out uh, either Alex Klorn. I think really at this point, I think maybe, just maybe, unless you know there's maybe something else going on behind the scenes, I think that maybe eventually Alex Klorn might be the odd man out uh, just because of how he, he hasn't really been able to duplicate uh, what he did last season. Obviously, that's because of, you know, the... The resurgence, I guess you would call it, of Steven Stamkos is just, I mean, he's having a monster season, and I'm really happy that he has really come along this season and, and is really his old self. I mean, other than, you know, a couple of games missed, I mean, you've seen that with pretty much every player in the league. It's very rare now these days, especially with the game, the way the game is played, that a player is able to play 82 games, but, you know, the season is even more condensed this year, so... Um, you know, not too broken up about it, but, and it's going to, and also, I also forgot about this. It's going to be interesting how things get shaken up once Kucherov comes back. They're saying at least, you know, he'll be back at least by the playoffs. I think he'll be back sooner. I think sometime in mid April, uh, we'll see Kuch, uh, taking some, uh, 
some some time on the shifts uh, on on the ice. Uh, yeah, but yeah, the two games I'm looking forward to to end the the month, kind of just to end things here, is Florida. I think that will definitely be somewhat of a statement game for the Lightning. I think, and this might be a little bit of a bold prediction. I mean, these two teams still have games to play uh, with the season. Uh, they still meet at least, I believe, uh, one, two, f- I think four more times after that matchup. I think whoever wins that game on Sunday takes the division. And I know that's a little of a bold prediction, but I think teams where everybody is at this point of the season is really what you see is what you get. And if Florida wins on Sunday, I think they are cementing themselves, at least for this season, as the top dogs of the division. I really think that the Lightning will come out and 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 try not only to win the game, but they'll definitely try to maybe dump a little on the Panthers. Now, that could always back for our fire on you in the next matchup, but obviously we'll talk about that if and when that happens. So that's been it for today's episode of Locked on Lightning, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.